0: A place I'd give the world to see where the music suddenly and lay in, and the rhythm of the sway in underneath the stars, a million bars, guitars are say saying, Mexico, you got to be in so much. Yes. We missed Dan uh, Dart's door somewhere. We did get our call through to uh, Mexico, which is uh, marvellous news. Uh, happy to say we're joined by uh, our good friend there, uh, John Bonfilio. Uh, John, thanks uh, ever so much for joining us.
1: Good evening Martin how are you looking forward to the heatwave next week
0: Yeah it's going to be like it's going to be hotter than, than it will be for you which is going to be it uh, is. a novelty
1: It is I'm going to enjoy it absolutely
0: Yeah um so but not as humid not as humid as we It's going to be just a slightly drier heat here I suspect who
1: knows ah, so There's always a slight doubt <laughs>
0: Yeah <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about uh, what's going on in Latin America. This is a remarkable story. Um, the former U.S. National Security Advisor, uh, John Bolton, has admitted to planning uh, coup d'etats, uh, you know, uprisings in uh, other countries, mentioning, well, Venezuela specifically, which is a bit like those stories we used to hear about the CIA, uh, poisoning uh, Castro's beard and all those sort of things it's similar to that, isn't it? We thought we were sort of slightly past that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we 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 sort of thought it was obviously still happening, but to have a former national security advisor, you know, one of the most senior officials, I, I mean, in the Bush administration, in the second Bush administration, but certainly in the Trump administration, and if he's saying it, you know, it's happening in a lot of different places as well, but to have somebody like that casually boasting on a live interview about undermining democracy really is absolutely amazing. And and it's very different to thinking that we know that these things are happening to having somebody just, you know, off the cuff talking about it. And then when pushed saying, oh yeah, basically saying, oh Venezuela, 2019, you know, we, we know about the Juan Guaido and, and Nicolas Maduro thing, which sort of failed. But then when pushed, he then refused to say, about any others, and this is—it's important to say—the context of this, uh, Martin, is the fact that the conversation and the interview was related to the sixth of January, to the you know, up, uprising, whatever you want to call it, to the attack uh, on the on the capital on the sixth of, of January at the end of the Trump administration, and the, the charge was that it was a coup by Trump to which John Bolton said, you can't call it a coup because it's not well planned enough, because it wasn't well thought through enough. I should know because I spent many months myself planning in-depth coups, highly detailed coups around the world. So I should know. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And almost the most amazing thing about the story is that it's in the context of everything else that is happening internationally at the moment. It's almost slipped through the net. Uh, in terms of people actually taking notice of it, whereas I, I absolutely I, I don't tend to do double takes at news stories or revelations these days. But even you know, yeah. I did a double take of this. Like, did he really say that? And then you listen back to it. And absolutely, yeah, he was he, he's proud of it. This guy is proud of having tried to undermine democracies internationally during his tenure.
0: Unbelievable, unbelievable. Now, um, talking of, um, sort of on similar lines, I suppose there's an election uh, election coming in Brazil, and uh, there are genuine fears that this could, uh, you know, there could be violence uh, surrounding this election.
1: Yeah, because continuing the narrative, as you say, uh, the, the the current president of Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, is very happy to un- undermine. Uh, the country's, uh, in the country's trust in the Brazilian democratic process to the extent that actually the head of the electoral commission has himself said, I mean, you know, can you imagine somebody in the, the head of the electoral process in the UK saying that the prime minister is undermining, uh, the electoral process there? And that's basically what the head of the electoral commission has said in Brazil. And, and this has led to a series of recent events, um, in which individuals have uh, taken in, in, actually literally in this case in the last couple of days arms in the sense of the treasurer of the workers party of the uh, lula da silva who is likely to win the next election um, actually went into his 50th birthday party the treasurer and and shot him dead um, and the accusation is is that the president Bolsonaro that his rhetoric is actually encouraging this because he's not going to he knows he's going to lose again you know it, the very obvious trump echoes with this and so he's casting aspersions on 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 the electoral process already and encouraging the military to to get involved and and not just fears of political violence we're already seeing political violence taking place there just as a power i mean this is the equivalent of um if Rish, if if the conservatives were in opposition this is the equivalent of a figure like Rishi Sunak being assassinated during the course of, of this week. That's the level of seriousness of what we've seen take place there.
0: Yeah. And I suppose, it, I mean, in a way, I suppose similar to what happened in Japan, you know, when you think of uh, political assassinations like this. I mean, we were, for, there were years when we didn't see them, but we were two in quick succession. Um,
1: yeah and 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 actually i think what's what's interesting about this broadly speaking internationally is that increasingly we talk a lot about polarization right about you know left and right and and lack of resolution, but certainly what seems the rhetoric across all political debate at the moment is that seems to be arguing that there is no resolution possible through discourse through debate, and so the best way forward is through conflict and that just you know that doesn 't evidence itself just through people shouting at each other, as we know and have seen in the recent past, you know that means that people actually do things, surprise, surprise.
0: Yeah. Just finally, um, let's lighten it up a bit with sport. Uh, it's the Open. I see it on our screens here at the moment. So You can see uh, Tiger, who's uh, uh, obviously not made the cut, and it was a sort of last hurrah for him, really. Um, but we have a Mexican golfer who's uh, on the leaderboard.
1: We do. The best positioned Latin American, which is making the, the splash over at this end of things in particular, because there's only been two Latin Americans that have won majors, uh, Angel Cabrera, actually both Argentine. Angel Cabrera won the Masters in 2009 and the US Open in 2007. And even less well-known, Roberto Di Vincenzo, also Argentine, uh, won the British Open in 1967. And I don't think Abraham Anser is going to... Uh, win the British Open, but he's currently in 19, 19th place, uh, five under, and, and, and pushing steadily through mm-hmm. after two rounds, and certainly is the darling of the media over here. He's only won the Australian Open in, in 2018, but actually his, um, it's purported, it suggests that his game is, uh, lends itself to links, uh, play. Interesting also because he is a border child. I mean, we talk a lot about the border, but, but actually lots of people grew up straddling, living across both sides of the border, and he was born in McAllen, Texas, but actually spent a, a good bit of his uh, life growing up in Reynoso, Mexico. So he's very much one of those, um, those figures that, that, straddles, you know, lives and histories and, and, and past and so on. But yeah, certainly he's, he's, uh, he's up there and at this end of things, the media is, is all, is splashing left, right and center about his, his current and future possibilities.
0: Yeah. And, and the weather will suit him. I mean, the weather would be ideal for, uh, for him. <laughs> I would have thought, you know, you were talking about that for up to 40 degrees. He'll be used to all that. Uh, although he, doubt may we- it-
1: he, he may be wearing a sleeveless vest.
0: Yes, indeed. I doubt it'll be 40 degrees in St. Andrews, to be honest. I think it's going to be a bit cooler there. There's sort of 40 degrees down here in London, I think. Um, John, as always, thank you ever so much. Um, and Take we'll- care.